my third semester at BYU-Idaho. It was a pretty awesome one, honestly, and I learned a lot from it. It was actually my IBC semester. So the quick story is I was really stressed of what I was going to take, and then it just kind of hit me after I took a shower. I was back at home, and I was like, I could just take IBC. I could just take IBC. It's easy. I'll just do that. And I got in and definitely was an experience that was very difficult to go through, but so happy for who I became on the other side and just the memories and the overall connections I had. But I did have some struggles from it. And so I wanted to talk about those three big struggles. They were leaning into my strengths, owning my experience, and having some time to reflect on how I was doing. As always, if the podcast is helpful for you of building your relationship with yourself and self-care and possibly building a business, definitely hit that follow button. Definitely trying to help the podcast out and help you guys out. So with that all said, we'll just jump right into it. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was leaning into my strengths. Being a first semester sophomore in IBC, I didn't really have a very strong belief and confidence in my skills. Sure, I had some, but it probably would have been helpful if like at the beginning of the semester, if all of our team members made an inventory of all of their skills and how they could potentially translate to how our company would go. For those who are not at BYU-Idaho, IBC is a really cool experience that is built from the ground up where students get to start a business from scratch, get to have a lot of different experiences in different roles. And it's overall very challenging but fun experience and definitely looks super good on college college applications, uh, other applications, job applications, and just your life resume in general. It looks really good and you can make some memories and lifetime friends from it. So I chose to take it when I was a first semester sophomore. They just very recently, when I took it, made it so Anybody could take it, so you could even take it. I think you could take it as a first semester freshman. I know there's a couple second semester freshmen, and I could make an episode about like when you should take IBC because I definitely have some thoughts on it and could interview some other people because for now, I'm at BYU-Idaho, and I am surrounded by students, wonderful students, but let's just get back into what we are talking about. So, you know, I have this experience with building a YouTube channel and doing a YouTube workshop to help people build YouTube channels. Why then did I not start a YouTube channel for the outdoorish company that I, me and my team made? So basically what we did was we would import solar power chargers and hammocks, and we would sew a little shoe pocket on the hammocks and, of course, some of our logo, which was a tree, and it was dark green, and it was pretty cool. And then we sewed paracord bracelets to put on the chargers. So those were our products, and we definitely had some struggles to get to that point in our company's history, but that's a story for another day. But yeah, something that we kind of found out early on in our company is that we had some people that were super good at video, and I knew some about YouTube, definitely more than some of the others did. You know, I uploaded hundreds of videos to YouTube, so I had a pretty good idea of at least how to do it, and I ended up kind of sitting on that idea. Let's start a YouTube channel. This will help us stand out among all the other companies. And I ended up sitting on the idea till like week eight 
when it really wasn't relevant anymore. With IBC, you get to start a company and try to grow it really quickly and try to turn over a profit. And, you know, having a YouTube presence that we're continuously updating during that time would have showed our commitment, definitely would have helped us stand out. Sure, we are the only one with a YouTube channel. I think we got up to like 18 subscribers or something. But in like two weeks, that's not bad. But we could have started day one. We have a YouTube channel. This is what we're doing. And then people could check back to it. We could use Instagram to link to it. Like we used Instagram and Facebook somewhat effectively. But I think YouTube could have been our big opportunity. And a lot of that was on me. With your team and with ever who you have, you have different skills. You have different assets and stuff in your company. And so you need to dig into that and find out who's good at drawing. Like I had my brother James make the first Outdoors logo, even though we didn't stick with that logo, he made the first one. And I think it was easy to just kind of do the bare minimum because the bare minimum was a lot. With IBC, it demands a ton of you. You're always thinking about it. How can I do better? How can I contribute more to the company? And we'll get into this more But I think having an Excel sheet or something like that, that I continuously updated with ideas and just searching on the web for information, I think could have helped a lot leaning into those strengths, those other skills I have that kind of remains untouched for the most part. I think they were employed at times, but definitely not as much as they could have been. So my first struggle was leaning into my strengths. And like your team can help you a lot with that. I had my team help me out a lot with that and I'm really thankful for them. The second thing was owning my own experience. And IBC, it's really easy to compare yourself to other companies because you are in direct competition with them. When I was doing it, we had Uncle Pops, who was a soda place. They were right next to us. There was the Shack. There was this Buffalo Bites company. There was one called In The Loop. There was one called Yellow Stitch. And I think, oh, and the Doghouse. So we had those and they all... We all had different experiences. You know, we all brought different things to the table. We all had different struggles and different things to worry about, you know? So when I did it, we didn't have to worry about making food. We didn't have to worry about buying food (laughs) to make food. We didn't have to do that. We were focused on materials and R&D. I mean, everybody's focused on R&D, research and development. But there's just different struggles that we had. And it was easy to for me to compare myself to other people like, oh, if I was only more like this person, more leadership focused, more ambitious, more whatever, like this person, I would be better at the company. Here's the fact about life you need to understand. When the time for performance has come, the time for preparation has ended. And so all throughout your life, you are preparing for IBC. Just like how all throughout your life, you're preparing yourself for whatever you're doing right now. And however you do right now is going to prepare you for the next thing. So whether you're taking IBC now or you're taking it in the future, you are preparing for it. And something that helped me a lot was going and talking with people about their experience. And what you do with that information when you have it is you write it down and you see how you can apply it. Just because something worked super well for someone else does not necessarily mean it will work for you. You're going to have a different team. You're going to have a different sensei. You're going to have different experiences. You're going to have different conditions. I mean, we made a hammock company, but that's because it was spring semester. It wasn't a good time to make hot chocolate. 
it was spring. It was pretty warm most of the time. And so just keeping in mind those conditions, owning your own personal experience. And this is a big part of why I started IBC. I did IBC kind of early is because I knew from talking with people that this was something that I would be able to use to help me in other classes. And it has been very helpful with that, knowing, hey, I've already built a business with other schoolmates. And so I can do this difficult assignment because I already did IBC, you know? So it gives you that sense of confidence. But I think overall, just being willing to look at my own experience and really dig deep on that. We're kind of talking about this dig deep thing because I think it's really important. But writing down like how you're contributing to the company. I made an episode, episode 15 actually, 30 tips to succeed in IBC. So definitely give that one a listen if you're in IBC. I am coming out with a little bit of IBC content. I kind of see myself having a little playlist just to help out those in IBC because I don't think there's enough content out there to help you. Obviously, I'm not going to divulge every secret no demand, but I do think that my thoughts will give you some clarity and some perspective so you can at least have some idea and be able to prepare. And a lot of this is mindset stuff, but some of it you can really be prepared for. It's so easy, though, to be influenced by other success. One of my favorite examples of somebody who is not influenced for bad by this was in the loop. So my friend Andy, who works at Stu Kent with me, he actually was in this company, and I met Andy at that time. We probably had met at some point before that. But this is where we got to like see each other all more. And his company was selling ties and everything, And they had Reg Allen as their sensei, so their teacher, the guy helping them out and everything. And Reg is a, he's definitely a legend when it comes to professional sales and everything. So he's definitely a really cool guy. They they had a plan to do a Father's Day campaign and ship ties all over the US. It was so ambitious and they totally killed it. They all were together. And they just went for it. And all of a sudden, they went from being like second to last company revenue. They went like to like second place, like nearly overnight. I think they grossed like 2000 in revenue or something in those two days when they were doing that Father's Day initiative. And so if you really work together with people and you're all willing to own the experience together, then great things will happen when you do IBC. There's been a couple companies that have turned into actual businesses after IBC. And so IBC is such a special experience and I really do hold it dearly to my heart. It helped me a lot and I look back on the experience fondly and I look back on it often. Being able to own your experience, I think that's just fantastic with really anything. And this is something I just try to do in my life in general is I am not going to let how someone's poor experience let ha ha ha. I'm not going to let somebody's poor experience taint my own. I'm going to learn from what they did and I'm going to make the most of it. I'm a creator, not a creature of my circumstances. And with every single experience and every single thing that happens when people aren't buying as much or you know, things just aren't going quite as well. You can always create from that. And that's a habit I've really gone into since IBC because I started the podcast at that summer after IBC. So a couple months after IBC is also when I started my Instagram, believe it or not, which now has a ton of posts on it. So I'm really thankful to IBC for that. Having that intention to create on a rough day is something that I do all the time now. 
And in IVC, it would have been helpful. I think I did a little bit, but definitely could have been helpful. So it's all about owning your own experience because your experience will be different from others and you can influence a lot how it goes. The final thing was reflection and processing. I think the podcast has helped me so much to be able to reflect and look ahead and also process my thoughts more. It also shows myself that my thoughts are worth sharing to people because I'm continuously doing it. But at the same time, yeah, in IBC, it was crazy, dude. I was taking two other classes at the same time. So I was taking 13 credits. I was taking intro to Excel and then a New Testament class. Intro to Excel wasn't that bad until later in the semester when it got kind of heavy, especially with all the IBC stuff. And there'd be days, dude, where in Dudettes, where I would like be in the library because I have to finish up a week of intro to Excel homework in like two hours, which was doable on sometimes, but it's sometimes just super stressful. And New Testament class was pretty awesome because I love religion classes and I just do that stuff anyway. I'm always writing about scriptures and whatever. So that was a breeze for the most part. Definitely took work, but it was mostly a benefit to my IBC experience because I was focusing on the spiritual, which for me has always helped with every other aspect of my life. But I think this could have been amazing because, for example, Sunday, now finishing up college, I'm spending a lot more time on Sunday planning ahead for next week. Like I have this clipboard thing that I started doing like last semester, super simple. Just write down all of my assignments, do that week and just cross them off when they're done. That simple. And just write it down each week. And it helps me get one step ahead because I do try to do it a couple weeks ahead. And so I know about all these assignments and anything I can do to get a tiny bit ahead for those assignments that are far out. It's far out. It really is so nice when you can do that. And that's something I didn't really do super well in IBC. And this is something I've told to other people of how to succeed in IBC. Make sure you are looking ahead at what's coming up in the agenda and on the calendar. Because it happened more than once where I'd be hanging out with a friend. And I was like, I think I have something due for IBC tonight. That's probably nothing. And so I would just hang out with the friend. And I get home. And I'm about to do the assignment. And it's like, this assignment will probably take about three hours and it's 11. I'm like, (gasps) I'm like so stressed. I keep blowing this sticky note away, but that's okay. Yeah. So taking some time on Sunday to really reflect just throughout the week. Like, I don't even know what I was doing on Saturdays. Usually like we didn't really do anything on Saturdays as a company. So what was I doing? Probably sleeping in. I don't know, man. Like I didn't even have the podcast going. I mean, you know, like, kind of the work hard, play hard thing, really reflecting like, what do I want to get out of this experience? And how am I doing at getting that exact thing? Like if my goal is to make a ton of money from, you don't get to keep any of the money. It all goes back to the school and stuff. Like how am I doing with my own personal goals? I think I did okay at setting personal goals because I've always been at least okay at that. But I could have been a lot better, like taking some time to just reflect going on a drive. And, you know, as a team, we didn't really do a ton of bonding activities. There were some, but we could have definitely done a lot more. And that's something in the loop was actually super good at. I think they went on a walk or a hike like every Friday morning. And it's the consistency that changes everything over time. 
So kind of going back to the whole Sunday thing, there's this thought, you know, so since Sunday, there's seven days in the week, right? So Sunday is the, in the exact middle. So you can consider Sunday as the center of your life. So what are you doing on Sunday? For me, it's a very religious day. I like to wake up early and get some scripture study done before church and just kind of hang out, chill, think, and not worry about anything with the world. No homework, no video games, no nothing like that. And that really helps it be a full clarity kind of experience. And it's only really recently in the last couple months that I really started using Sunday as like this big renewal time, at least in college, I think. Sometimes my Sundays were pretty passive earlier in college, but now they're a lot more active. Like, what plans am I making? How am I going to succeed? And I try to visualize the week before it happens. But with IBC, there's always so much going on and you're launching new products and everything. It's super exciting. It's really hard sometimes to take a step back. And that really helps. Sometimes taking a step back is like taking two steps forward. So taking that time to reflect and process the information and just how things are going really helps because there's definitely some times I was really stressed during IBC and wanted to do better and taking some time to just really process and have that be the only thing I was doing during that time definitely would have been helpful. It's like when you're on the computer and you're updating something or downloading something and that's the only thing the computer is doing. If it's doing 50 things, it's not going to do that download or process as well. But if that's the only thing it's doing, it's going to do it better. I think prayer meditation is huge too. And this is, again, something that can be so much more active than it often is. It's super easy to not pray or not meditate until you truly need it. But it's better to get ahead and actually start doing that stuff before it is absolutely crucial. I mean, it always it always is crucial, in my opinion. But here's the thought. It's better to start digging the well before you have to drink. And that's a really good approach just to life. If you can prepare for IBC, for marriage, or for whatever it is now, you'll definitely be a lot better for it. And you'll make the most of that time before you get there. And it'll definitely be a lot better of an experience once you get there. IBC is an amazing, life-changing experience. It really can be. It definitely was that for me. Planning to get more IBC content out, trickled down a little bit before I graduate because I think it definitely is something that could be talked about more and something that we could help prepare people and help them get more excited for it because it is an amazing, exciting experience. And I remember when I was first looking at it from like a bird's eye view, I guess, before I got into it, it looked cool, but it was also like, I don't know, man, can I do that? Like, it was a little bit of a, like a daunting thought. Like, I'm going to have to do that at some point. But it is like a get-to thing. It is super cool. And I love, like, my sensei brother, Lundin, I've kept in touch with him. And we definitely need to end this episode because it's gone on longer than I thought it would. But I know for sure that as you lean into your strengths and really try to own your experience and take some time to reflect and work with your teammates on all of that and share with them how you're doing, you're definitely going to have an amazing IBC experience. And those struggles will uh, help you. You'll help you to get where you need to be, help you to get better. All those things I've struggled with, I don't struggle with as much now, and I'm definitely better for it. And I'm thankful for IBC that 
that taught me and pushed me hit those limits hard and just push them a little bit farther and really help me grow. So those are my three big struggles from my IBC semester. Definitely was a wonderful semester that gave me a lot of momentum into the summer. Working on the potato farm, started the podcast. Whoop, whoop. It was great. So thank you for listening and definitely thank you to everyone who was part of IBC that semester. Definitely thankful for all of you. With that all said, definitely share this episode if it was helpful for you. New episodes, as always, coming out Monday and Thursday. We are getting back in the loop with it, getting uh, that momentum back. I love how I said in the loop, and then uh, I just said it again. You know, it's that's pretty funny. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to yield today, and it'll be a better tomorrow.